Let me tell you something. These two, this, these two fine gentlemen right here, mm. U of R champions, U of R relay team sprinters. Jonah, we go way back to 100s in high school. We're talking like man was clocking sub 11s in grade 10. I was like, perfect, perfect. Okay. What? You guys have multiple cameras over there? Yeah, we have two cameras. Welcome back to you, Reality Check. You know it's VT, and you're in here, and don't raise your hands. You already know what's going on. But here we are. Introduce yourself. We got Jonah and Dawson. Go ahead, man. Got it. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm Dawson, uh, coach, co-founder, Met Athletics. Talk to him. Uh, <laughs> track athletes, the track scoopers, that's how we kind of have bond through the track community. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm Jonas, uh, other co-founder of Met Athletics. Uh, washed-up track athlete. What? <laughs> track athlete. My gosh. Now we got to change these narratives real quick. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Pretty track. Yeah, was crossed paths a couple of times along the way. Here we are doing a podcast with the fella. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I, uh, I appreciate you guys for hopping on. And let me tell you something. These two, this, these two fine gentlemen right here, mm. U of R champions, U of R relay team sprinters. Jonah, we go way back to 100s in high school. Really? We're talking like man was clocking sub 11s in grade 10. I was like, chill out, man. But yeah, this was this was him, bro. This was him, and he, they're now out here together, sort of changing the narrative on what it is that um, we are teaching in terms of not only a mindset, but um around you know children believing that you know that person just better than i am i can't achieve that if you want it you can get it everybody can get it and so these what this is what uh dawson and jonah are, are, are talking about uh if you want, just mind like why'd you choose that as a goal straight off the bat we're hitting it with a heater <laughs> yeah i guess i can speak to that a little bit i mean i like a lot of uh coaches out there that transition into coaching aggressively average after growing up yeah myself and get better and then you kind of just get addicted with process along the way right i feel like i was one of those kids growing up that a lot of coaches would tell you like you're either born fast like you just you have it or you don't kind of thing and then when i kind of started learning more about the sports with the technical side and training methodology in general you learn okay you can actually make some improvements and i made the most improvements training myself and learning more about it so that's kind of what got me addicted to the process and then i wish i had that resource growing up i feel like i don't know there's a lot of kids that just like have so much energy and so much drive but they just don't know where to put it or yeah they don't know how to apply it properly yeah i feel like if you need that resource for kids that would just that'd be a dream come true yep um <clears throat> I feel like for me, it's a little more personal. Yes. Coming out of high school, I had pretty high expectations about like my sports career, I guess. Right. And I'll all go how I expected it to. And when that happens, it's such a feeling that it's like, I 
I don't want to go through. I don't want to go through this myself. But I also, if I can help other people not to go through an experience like that, then that's a big win. Like if I can, if I can help an athlete either realize their potential or just like help them get really damn good. Because you only get one sports career, right? It's like you don't. You think it lasts forever until you're done with it, and it's like, damn, that either that was sick or that. Was... <laughs> so it's like, right, you know, right. Just athletes and kids, honestly, and give them as give them as much free value and overall value as possible. Right. So, no, I uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for so much for sharing. I uh, just even speak to that, Jonah. It's it's interesting because. You know, say, for example, we're looking at it from the lens that now you're in a position where you're qualified to talk about that same exact topic. Right. And you're feeling a need where you found like there was like a rut. Um, and so I feel like there's going to be a lot of value added f- for that space that you want that you're going to be in. But also your experience qualifies you to be in this exact position right here. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it might be not be the way we wanted it to happen. But you've now you're now building on that, right? And yeah, that you exactly. you're, you're using it as yeah, exactly. So, you know, just the mindset piece around that. I know we talk to Reality Check TV about the mind all the time, and you know we keep it we keep it one hundred. So, um, hey, hey man, what's your listen, I had I have a qu- it's it's kind of a question, but like I'm gonna pose it to y'all three because okay, y'all are okay, the okay, athletes. Okay, okay, you know what I mean, track stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean, stars. Man. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. Multiple I'm, provincial teams. Like oh, I'm just over here just making music by nationals. myself. You know what I mean, like hey. So, but like my question is because I know that there's this kind of narrative, and it it kind of goes beyond just sports too. But like there's this kind of narrative where it's like pe- like people who don't achieve what they wanted to achieve um in whatever industry they're in especially if it's an athletic uh industry they go to teaching Mm. and i feel like that narrative is so like Mm because teachers are necessary you know what i mean like you like and so i mean first of all i just wanted to ask if like all three you could could speak to that point just like how that feels or like if you've ever felt like um kind of feeling like that like oh i'm like i'm resorting to this because it didn't work out or whatever or um how you feel about mm-hmm. that whole sentiment yep that's a great question um i feel like i feel like a lot of the best teachers in the world are people who are not teaching from a textbook but teaching like from experience it's like the textbook and like the science and the facts like those yeah, sure, those are important and those help. But, like, when you go to a mentor or something, it's like you want someone who's, like, been through the battle. It's Because then you can learn what not to do from their mistakes and then learn what to do from either the things that they did right or, like, the science or the facts or whatever that they're starting to learn now. So I, I, I've noticed that that is very true. Like, people, like, athletes a lot of the time go into, like, a coaching or a teaching role. Or people you see all the time in business is, like, People build successful businesses, and then what do they do? They sell out of build businesses. Yeah, oh, that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. That is so true. That's facts. That's so true. Damn, I never thought about it like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I've had, I've, I've coached before, and then there's this, there's this thing that happens where if you really love it, like the sport there's a different appreciation for it in that mm-hmm. in that space there's like a 
the love becomes the thing that you're sharing with the you know who you're whoever you're coaching and that to me is a, a place i i think i want to explore a little bit more but there's this always just this like this notion of like um you got to do it when you're either done like you're completely done or you know it's going to be too hard to balance both if mm-hmm. you want to be a coach and an athlete like what does that look like being a mentor being a leader being in the trenches of like actually going teaching building these relationships building skill um building mindset in these people um whether it's like a what i don't know two five six week program the goal is still the same it's just to share as much of the love and the um the sport as we can through where the people are at the time right and so um it is a tough notion because you hear it up growing up all the time we used to joke about it all the time uh my gym teacher i had all through like high school all four years mr Pilon, and he was like every single year it'd be like that thing like oh some of the kids would be chirping oh Pilon, you, you didn't you didn't go fo- uh, deep in football whatever now you're all here whatever and we always joke about it there's like banter all this kind of stuff but it's all love and it's from a place where it's like that's still that stereotype that nuance of like mm-hmm. no 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 these people day in day out tried as hard as they possibly could to achieve something that a lot of people aren't chasing mm. because at a certain point you realize it's not about the sport anymore it's like the person you become um how you're showing up the self-accountability um all these things that you're now applying to your lives and your business is come that's the birthplace so that's kind of how i see it like it, it is a tough position to see to be in but at the same time it's all about perception for me i've kind of heard that nuance growing up um and so i i don't agree with it my mom's a teacher but mm-hmm. she's also the person that was one of the greatest examples in my life mm-hmm. right like she lived it right so she did she wasn't teaching from an empty space and i feel like teachers aren't given the value that they deserve and because they've actually mastered something right and because maybe they're not doing that mastery or practicing that mastery doesn't mean they're not a master mm. you know what i'm saying mm. bro because i'm like i've come to the realization that low-key i feel like most if not all of like the people who subscribe to that notion of like oh you're just doing this because your 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 thing didn't work out or whatever right are the ones who don't like like they're not really like they don't love for real the thing that they're or like they're not really like that you know what i mean because like yeah Yeah. like because i feel like like regardless of what it is like i feel because i've kind of been in a similar situation where like i've had the opportunity to to teach some music um and like i like even if i'm not explicitly teaching if you ask me a question about music i will literally say everything in my mind because just i love music that much so it's like there's not for me from my perspective there's not from the teacher's perspective there's not any like oh like i have you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but then from the other perspective like i feel like the only time when i would like like my younger self would be like oh this per- i can't listen to this person because this person is just like a washed up so and so is because i'm not like that for real yeah or like i'm not yeah, into yeah, this because yeah. like 
like even because if I was to progress to the point where like now I'm seeing the environment differently, then I would have a new appreciation for like those people who are imparting knowledge to me. I'll be like, oh, nah, I see it. I am not nah, like this computes now. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, right. like for, you know what I'm saying? So yes. yeah, perception. It's yeah. literally perception. Yeah. It's crazy. And and the, the, the crazy thing, just uh, playing off of that yeah. idea right there, the wildest thing about that is that you get to a certain point where you can communicate, you can um, joke, you can gesture, you can, you live on this level that when someone else is on that level, you relate to in that way, bro, every level that you've ever taken to just get to that point, have that experience, that moment with somebody is different, Yeah. right? It's like, it's the same thing as someone saying, um, you know, they're telling you about your day, uh, whatever, whatever, and they pause and you wait and you're like, how are you? You know what I mean? Like, and you pause. <laughs> it has that same effect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that energy. And it's so... Yeah, like when you just start to think about, like, how you're doing kind of thing. Yeah, instead of just, like, like the a... The question you're asking or the conversation you're having is, like, actually genuine rather than just, like, oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, Exactly exactly and obviously you guys have started your own businesses yes so i want to ask when was it that you actually decided to because this is not no small thing let's not pretend like this is a small thing starting your business okay? yeah yeah so when was when was it that you guys decided that okay like i actually want to start my own business and like this is something that i want to go into specifically that it was so organic actually it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i mean last year like we made the, or I guess I made the accounts. Like I just kind of started posting stuff for fun, kind of thing. It's like the stuff I was learning to throw out there, and like it was kind of a fun, just like I guess hobby project on the side. Didn't really take it too seriously, and kind of dropped it for a while. And then I think like you were almost getting into the like online space of starting a business, getting a bit more entrepreneurial. And you was like kind of checking out some like agency stuff, some digital marketing stuff, and I thought that was really intriguing. And I thought this could maybe pivot into that account and like grow that a little bit. So I kind of started doing that. And I don't know, he was kind of almost looking for a niche to create this entrepreneurial endeavor, I guess you could say. Uh -huh. uh, and then everything just, like it almost felt like work, you would say, no matter like what niche you pivot into. And like, it wasn't until you kind of get back to your roots of track of something that you're really, really passionate about, where you realize that, that this doesn't feel like work. I mean, this is actually a passion of mine and then we can help people over in a similar situation that we were at the same time. Then it kind of just like, yeah, snowballed into this and we just decided to put more effort into it and actually take it seriously. That was honestly like two, three months ago. Yeah, it was long. Dang. It got really serious because like, like he would post every now and then on the account and then I was thinking of doing just like, general online personal trading like my brother was doing for a while and then i was like yeah this is cool and all but like i don't know i saw like the sports stuff he was doing and i was just like we we would always do like athletic type workouts together and i just like learning and talking about that stuff a lot more than just like anything else so then i started posting on that account again and we started gaining like a good like not a lot of followers but like good for us yeah. <laughs> a good amount of followers for us and then we're like, Man, this is this is so cool. This is so yeah. fun. And people make comments on our posts like, wow, you guys do so much value, all that. And then we kind of just like 
Yeah. So I decided one day, just like, yeah, let's let's just do this together. Nice. That's fine. Exactly what you're saying with the music too. Like people up in like the DMs and like, oh, this video, what does this mean? Or like, you gotta get an exercise for this. Or I'm, I'm hurt. Like, what what should I do? And we'll just like breaks, breaks, and everyone's like, oh my god, like I appreciate you guys so much. But it's like, wow, that's a conversation we'd love to have. And I honestly love diving into people's unique situations. And like, we'll try and like we have like a funnel of people hopping on video calls. Um, wow clients, but in general it's like if you want to come up on a 30-minute call with us like just to chat about your situation i want to learn about your sport i want to like provide value to you like it doesn't have to be a sales call or anything i just want to like talk about it honestly i find it so engaging yeah. that's fine and don't wow. hear, like what you said before about like everything felt like work it's like it is work and like every endeavor you have there's always a part of it where it's like oh i don't want to do this yeah but it start it stops feeling like work when it's something you're genuinely interested in it's like you know you don't use work like a typical nine to five and you have no interest in what you're doing it's like the whole day just feels crappy you feel totally like work yeah but it's like if you do a nine to five that you absolutely love then it's like yeah it's still work but like this is genuinely a hobby of mine right and then yeah because like when we were kind of like training ourselves over covid we wanted we wanted to find as much like training resources as yeah. we could, but we found it was super hard to find online. People would be like upset yeah. about it, like buy this program, buy this program, whatever. Yeah. So, like once we stopped doing track, we kind of came to that realization where it's like, we just want to give as much free value as possible. Yeah. And then obviously we have paid stuff too, but it's like our free stuff is our paid stuff. Just we we put it together yeah. for you and in easier yeah. to digest format. Yeah. Honestly, like when we're having that conversation with people that are actually passionate about what they do. I find like there's a lot of people online when we were doing our research over COVID or whatever that are just really good at selling the dream where it's like, this is what you need. This is something new that you've never seen before. And this could be what you need. And then we just bought into it like a few times and you learn more and you're like, oh, there's really no evidence behind that. And the real coaches that are reputable that you, I think really should be listening to that we took a lot of influence from would be giving out that value almost for free. And you can just wow. so with the sport in general. It's just, it's night and day once you out and you can kind of like filter through that you can take a lot of inspiration from that that's that's the coach that i want to be and that's the yeah coach that we've been yeah wow so like for the viewers obviously you guys are personal trainers but like so specifically like on social and stuff what kind of stuff do you guys post like you guys are just talking about like providing the most value possible but like yeah. so like do you guys mostly post about like track and field stuff or like what what specifically are you trying to target Oh, that uh, I don't like that question. It's, yeah. <laughs> something that we discussed so much too. Yeah, at first we definitely started. Like, if you go way back, like it starts with track, and then it transitioned into like a bit of like vertical job, like basketball and like uh, track and stuff. And then Fire. Yes, for us is like if you look at track athletes, like they're probably the most athletic people in the world, right? Like, yeah. Raw athleticism. Yeah, I would say anyways. Like as far as like sprint speed goes and like jump and but for their body weight, they're pretty damn strong too. Yeah, so our whole thing is kind of like bring a bit of track and field into the sports world because I feel like a lot of team mm. sports, like they don't do a lot of like they they do a lot of just like weightlifting, conditioning, a lot of that stuff. So we wanted to bring in like okay, train speed, like do a lot of jumps, plyometrics, just like the smart. But and with heavy lifting isn't the main thing. So if you go to our page, a lot of it is like track and field biased, but we're not solely looking for track and field athletes. We're looking for like everything. Mm. 
you think doing some sort of track and field training can help every single athlete? Yeah. Like, I think track and field training is the king for speed and power development. And that's usually what would take like a average athlete and move the needle in their, their game in general. Like you can work on the sport specifics of all you want, but I mean, as a football player, if you're running like a five, five as a skill position, it's going to be tough to break into the next level. But again, that's also kind of the most like misconstrued uh, training methodology. Like no one really does that optimally train speed and power. So it's like, we're not saying hop on the track, like seven days a week and train exactly like a track athlete, but here's how you can incorporate some of the track principles into your training to move yeah. your athleticism in the right direction as you get better at your sport. I'd say like that's probably what our account is starting yeah. to. Or that's what our niche is. Yeah, that's what I kind of morphed into over time. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, and I think no, I'm serious. No, fire, yes. fire. No, I, he, no, that I was just listening. Well, he had a straight face when he said that too. I was just <laughs> no, I was actually like I was actually just listening, and um, I know of uh, this is this is very much you're onto something that's already started. Yep. But you're onto something. The way that you're doing it hasn't been done before. And I know that because um, I'm in I'm in a space where I do know individuals who, you know, can come in and work with a team, and you know they're flying out to Europe to work with one of the, the some of the teams there, like Chelsea or you know that's the kind of scope. And their philosophy is we need to be incorporating some of um, the specific needs needed for team athletes individually and what you guys are targeting i think will help to solve that if everyone is fit like fundamentally fit mm. and healthy and focused on well-being there's no reason why we can't have an evolutionary revolutionary change within our sports in the next you know decade or two mm. like 100. goals being scored nba shots being Sex. put out like consist like i'm talking where we have the most knowledge, we we have the technology, and we have people like you guys who are actually putting your content in a place where it's accessible, it's free at the same time. Yeah, if you want to put it together, here, just pay like a... That's brilliant to me. Well, and you know what's crazy too? This just came full circle in my mind. Yeah. Is the fact that... Because you just said that, the revolution thing, and I was like... Cause Cause I realized that when, when, um, like if the basis for everything is just your athletic ability, especially mm -hmm. if we're talking about like team sports and whatnot, yeah. like as athletic ability goes up, then IQ goes up too, because it's like, as soon as you get the fundamentals out the way. So like, if you have a team sport, let's say, and then like your weakest link or like something that you have to focus on is the fact that like some of your team isn't fast or like Ooh. some of your team isn't whatever like you have to target that right but once you get that out the way and everyone's like elite now you can figure now you can like focus on the iq element of whatever you're yeah. doing yeah which yeah. is crazy yeah you know what i mean yeah like because and the only reason i thought of that is because i saw a video the other day and this was talking about actors right um where who was it i think it was leo um leonardo dicaprio was like 
he was giving advice to like new actors or whatever and he was saying my uh my advice is to learn your lines and it like sounded trivial but then he explained he's like get your lines out the way because if you have your lines down and you don't have to worry about it now you can worry about like all the other creative elements you know what i mean and now you can really make art because you're like really different game when you bring your speed and your athleticism up to that certain level but yeah that's crazy that's insane that like three requisite of athleticism that you need to play the game out of the way you that's not holding you back it's not a barrier anymore and you can just focus on yeah that's crazy bro like imagine bro like because imagine if you have like a team bro is all iq now yeah yeah that's and they're all elites bro (laughs) Uh, that's so disgusting yeah bro you guys about to change the game that's Um, so crazy wow it's like when you work on your skill work and your iq work and all that it's like the training you do for it is like skill work usually isn't like high intensity work like if you're a basketball player you go and shoot hoops or or you just go and like put a bunch of jump shots like that's not overly taxing so it's like you can do that while you're still doing this like speed and power training because that's high intensity work so it's like okay just supplement supplement that in with your skill work it's not it doesn't take like seven day a week commitment to get like faster and more powerful Mm. crazy crazy so it's not like you choose between either one you know yeah 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 only had us so much in a given week too but I don't know. That's where I feel like that collaboration needs to come in versus like the guy who knows is the X's and L's of the game super well versus the speed coach. Like they need to collaborate and make that weekly plan again. Off season, right? So still right. Skill work, but when he's fresh, he's working a lot of speed. His athleticism is worth the junk. So, question here. Um, in in a week to week, you guys have been like working with clients, all this kind of thing. And what's been like the most eye opening thing as track athletes? That you've noticed now that you've crossed over with different sports. Actually, that's a good first for me. Actually, it's been how uh, like when I've talked to a few clients like before we actually sell them like in kind of like the selling process. Yeah. Kind of talk about like, how like yeah, our training is biased towards like track athletes just because like for what I said earlier like I believe track athletes are like really freaking athletic. So it's like I I think they're the most athletic when it comes to just like speed and power. So I'm like, well, I think training like them could help. And I've seen other people kind of do that too. Yeah. And what surprised me is how like on board they are with it. They're like, yeah, I 100% agree. Like, mm. it took like no convincing. Wow. Okay, so maybe people are like kind of onto this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it makes sense when you explain it. They're like, oh, yeah. 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 That, means, yeah. yeah. that means the need for what is you guys there, are doing bro. Is, is. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, it's just like, you start doing it. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was going to be that easy to sell, but. Literally just organically talk about what we preach on the on the Instagram or just in general. And yeah, they're really, really receptive to it. Yeah. Thanks for me too. I, I, I don't know. I kind of have an idea that this was going to be the case, but even a couple of football players that we work with, like they just the lack of resources they have. And I mean, small town Kentucky would be pretty comparable to Saskatchewan. Not yeah. a lot of resources out there. Right. But go good schools, they would get their off season plans and he would kind of discuss it with us and they're still just getting like the typical conditioning, conditioning standard weight program, nothing, nothing new. I don't know. Not that you have to be like cutting edge or anything, but just, I don't know. It's the old school mentality of just jogging and throw some weights around in the off season, then show up for that's you know, crazy. Yeah. Like, I think we have like off season. Are, it's such an important time 
Can we actually talk about the off season real quick? Can mm-hmm. you guys dive into that real quick? Like just explain the importance of off season, what that time is actually for. J. Cole off season, baby. You can maximize that. Yes. <laughs> well, I think season for most sports is when you're getting better at like the, the game yeah. itself, you know? Yeah. It's like in a football season, a basketball season, it's like in the off season, you're probably not playing a lot of football games, like actual basketball games. Like you might play three on three with your buddies or something, but that's completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're getting better at like the IQ and the skill part of it. And because of the games and the practices, like you're practicing and playing games, like probably like six days of midfield together. It's like those are all pretty high intensity, so it's so hard to do high intensity athleticism work. So it's like when you have a break from that stuff in the off season, I think that's when you go hard on the athleticism stuff and that's when you can move the needle. Yeah. That's when I don't know. I think that's where like we intertwine the track culture too. I mean anyone who's a track athlete knows it's like twelve months out of the year. And for a track athlete, the season looks like you're preparing, you're getting faster, you're working on maybe the technical side or just like in general, raw top speed, raw acceleration. And you move closer to the track season, you might be working on more qualities like speed endurance or race modeling. Versus like you could do the same thing as a football player. You could take advantage of that offseason time and move your top speed and your acceleration in the right direction. And then, yeah, like you said, you're getting better at the actual game when the season comes around. Mm. But I don't think like... Other sports are used to not taking advantage of that time, whereas like the preparation of track is like next to nothing. So uh, really wow. that culture of like moving the speed in the right direction in the offseason. Yeah, and you get more conditioned in season you guys are playing the games. Exactly. Sprinting up and down the court, take a field anyways. Exactly. Mm. So what I'm hearing is That's so interesting. What I'm hearing is there is no off day, brother. Hmm. <laughs> There is z- no facts. I didn't hear it off day, off season sounds like I gotta get ready to manage the load that I'm. All, I want to be at for the next season. Sounds like the foundation being built. So that's so interesting. I never thought about that though. Right? Of like, of like, like your off season. You can, like, I mean, I guess you guys just talked about it a little bit, but like that whole idea of like you can move things around to like maybe you want to target endurance at, in a certain portion of the off season so that you can focus on something else after or whatever. Mm. That's so interesting because, <laughs> because like, how does that affect your performance when the season pulls up? If like right before the, the, the season starts, the last thing you were doing was endurance versus like power or something. I mean, like difference. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. And like in most sports too, as the season goes on, like in basketball and maybe football, depending on your position, it's like you're not doing enough like speed and power work in the season generally. So chances are like those measures after the season or in the season will be a little bit worse than before the season just because you're not doing that type of training anymore. So it's like if we are expecting them to get worse, then you want that starting level to be pretty damn high. Mm. But ideally, it's like you're microdosing some of that work just enough so that it'll at least at least stay the same in the season yeah ideally even like incorporating that like enough stimulus of the top speed and acceleration work in your season it doesn't have to be like it can be once a week honestly but you're touching and you try and keep that at like the baseline that you came in of a certain level of top speed throughout the season just to try and maintain those qualities 
because like typically a season you get into film like i get to football for example like film practices you're drilling in new plays all the time games yeah. like it's a lot of cardio and condition honestly yeah and you can get those qualities detrained so fast mm. yep i'm gonna i'm gonna share this hmm. story shame shame on right. me shame um it's true there's there's certain muscles just even muscles just if you take your muscles and you don't work out a specific area of your body for about six weeks and you come back it's it's it might feel a little bit different mm-hmm. a little bit more uncomfortable than you normally i i came back in the gym i had a supine um lifts sort of like with the kettlebell on my my leg and i was like is this the right kettlebell? Uh, I don't remember it being this heavy, dog. Bro, I was like, this can't be the pink kettlebell. I lifted it six weeks. Nah, like this is in base season. But it's crazy because I PB'd, but it felt worse. Mm, that's crazy. Right? Right? So like I, I repped more for the session than I normally would than I did before. But, like, just the sheer, this is heavier than I thought it was. I was like, mm. damn. Right? So, that is so true. Because I'm like, uh uh-uh, this can't happen again. I was like, Coach, can we get, we got to leave this in the program. <laughs> this has got to stay. Right? Um, this is not going to hurt like this again. No. <laughs> right? But, like, that's, that's another part. I, I share that story because, in the end, I said, I need to keep this here. Mm right and that's what it is it's that off-season work of like keeping it there so that you actually adapt long term so that that becomes a normal right now when i lift maybe i need to go up in kettlebell weight eventually right like that's that's the thinking that you guys are implementing which i think is so important um that you guys are doing this and occupying this space i honestly guys this is the first time we've actually talked about what they're doing for like you know ever this is live happening right now um so um i'm just kind of taken aback at the depth that you guys are coming at it with Mm -hmm. right like what did you what did you guys research and like look into what did you guys find out when you had to coach yourselves oh like where did we turn to kind of thing yeah okay it definitely started getting COVID. i think that's what i'm getting into it um uh, there was this guy on Instagram that we used to watch a lot, Adonis Harrison. But he's he's mm. more of like a post videos kind of guy. He doesn't have a ton of resources. Mm. And, and I started buying books about it, which we both had. It's called Speed Strength by Bill Smith. Yeah. So we started reading that book. Just that, like not including just like YouTube videos we saw, just like yeah, watching YouTube videos. But then uh, YouTube is accredited. Hmm? Do you know what Altus is one? Like Altus, yeah. yeah, 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 I do. Short springs thing, and then. You know Dan Pav? Don't like that. Yeah. this pretty much. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, like he mentored a coach uh, that we like to listen to a lot, Bruce Exnader. Yeah, that's definitely like our go to. Well, I actually met to Les Feldman too. Yeah, Les Feldman too. He's yeah, definitely one of the goats there. Yeah, as far as like performance, I don't know if you know PJF performances, but Mario Basketball mm-hmm. guy, but he's like got a crazy amount of research that he goes through. He's a really mm-hmm. good resource too. Gotcha. Yeah, so books and online courses are the yeah are the ones that we turn to the most actually besides just like our actual track and field experience yeah yeah those ones we turn yeah. to the most. it's always i mean like i don't know flipping like the age of the internet where like 
people like that can get their courses out and make a course for you. But like, it's always the practitioners that have athletes and they're currently training and testing new things that you learn the most from. It's not like, I don't know, like a typical textbook. I don't think you'd learn quite as much as actually following a coach and him like giving live feedback of what he's doing with his team and what's working for them. I very, I very much appreciate what you guys just mentioned at the end there because it's not only true, but it's it's understated. The, that ex- how experience can be one of the best mm. teachers. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like honestly, like mm-hmm. it, it's just like um, the traditional way of how, for example, we look view resumes. I mean, it doesn't tell you anything about the person, right? It tells you what we've done, and so. A part of even just us having make a reality check, we wanted to have a conversation that went beyond the scope of just like our own achievements. But what you guys mm-hmm. have actually done is like through your experiences, um, built yourselves. And I can so see that like I know these men's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they've grown. Yeah. Right. You guys have grown, and I can see that. And so that comes with experience and knowledge and, and wisdom, applying that knowledge. And it sounds like you guys have um, put it to the test and you guys are now like reaping the benefits of it. So just real quickly, tell, tell the people then where you're supposed to go to find you. Because, uh. because obviously these guys are, you know, Dawson and Jonah, they're, they're great people. They have great hearts. Um, and obviously from, for me personally, it's intent. And their intention is is pure. It's there. So um, go support, man. Where 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 are they gonna find you? Shameless plug tag. Shameless. 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 So Instagram is definitely the main one. Uh, Meta Athletic Development. Uh, we post a bit on the YouTube. Uh, Meta Athletics. Facebook Meta Athletics. TikTok a little bit. Yeah, and then metathletics.ca. Yeah. It's got the, all the specials linked at the top. And then you can learn more about our story there. Yeah, fine. And uh, yeah. honestly, book a call if you want to just like chop it up and chat about your sport, speed development in general. Um, hey, I might, I might, I might chop it up with y'all, you know, because... Bro, on bro, because I'm in a men's league for basketball and I need my vert up there, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. Bro. <laughs> I need, bro. I just started dunking again, bro. <laughs> bro, and I, one of my teammates is just windmilling, bro. I'm like, nah, I have to get like you. Wow, wow. bro. Wow, yeah, we no. This is for you. Yeah, what's up? Okay, so our our whole thing right now is meta athletics. What what's your guys's goals? Whether it's like with reality check or personally outside of reality check what's like your guys's main focus right now either individually or as a guru uh, you want to take that <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot, there's there's a lot. lot. Uh, man just said everything bro. Bro. <laughs> see see <laughs> i'm infamous i'm literally infamous infamously known like throughout my entire life as like the jack of all trades i just do too too many things anyways but like for us we we kind of combine like two different spheres and then that's kind of where reality reality check came from so obviously the track athlete over here um businessman over here ah and then uh i'm music side and creative um and then we 
kind of merge those and then reality check is like basically just life and anything that intersects anything in between and every every everything and anything in between um so i mean you can speak to your 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 personal goals and such but my personal goals i actually i graduated from design school um so one of my goals is to start a business well i have started a business but scale the business um in design so to to scale up the company and then also on the music side obviously grow my brand and everything like that um start doing more shows i actually started doing shows this year mad shows mad shows got a couple songs on the radio since the start of this year too so things yeah. be popping off and all that so um modest modest business. pardon tell us more about the design business yeah so i i do so my actual degree was in product design which kind of um people who who know product design will kind of <laughs> know what i mean by like it kind of includes everything like any any because there's a lot of different departments in design so you can have graphic design product um interior you like sewing is involved in all that stuff because you're basically it's exactly how it sounds like you're making products and that sounds really vague but like it is very vague because like yeah. you can almost design anything like one of i honestly believe that um in my course that i went to i call it boot we call it boot camp because it was like ridiculous like it was like a six-year course crammed into four years um so it was just like projects on projects we're at school for like 15 hours a day like it's ridiculous um but uh like the way that they teach you is basically to throw you in the deep end and you kind of figure it out and then they'll kind of just be there to catch you if you overwhelm yourself but like you, you like the 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 basis of design is basically like almost every project starts like this where it's like you whatever project you're doing you first have to become an expert in that field and then go make the product basically um so in terms of product design um that side of my business um i'm trying to uh, i'm getting i've had a few clients where i've made designs for them and like from scratch where it's like we're coming up with an idea and then we take it to market um and then for on the graphic um side that's more kind of involved in everything i do to be honest because even music i use my des graphic design skills to like even make my like album art and stuff like that um and like any promotional material that i need so the graphic design element is used very frequently actually Man. um both for myself and like for other people as well so um yeah that's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 So you say sorry um so you starting the business of yeah, the design. Obviously, you said you kind of need to become an expert at that specific project before you can create the product. Yeah, I mean so, expert, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what does that process look like for you? Like deep diving, like saving some consulting work for someone in a completely different field. You just completely dive into that. And yeah, like, like completely dive in, and then so so the first there's a bunch of stages, but like it basically goes research then first initial concepts then you'll come up with like some prototype depending if it's a service or a physical product you'll come up with uh prototypes or like um general concepts of how it's supposed to work um and then generally the middle stages is like the prototyping um back to like conceptualization you'll like go back and forth because you're like you realize that something's not going to work then you go back to conceptualization then make it and you're like ah that's not good so you like go back and forth until something works and then you'll go a little bit further into like uh, uh market 
testing basically or like uh user testing is called where mm -hmm. you get um whatever um group of people whatever uh, uh um sample group that you can get your hands on and then test it to see what's going what works what doesn't and then you go back to the prototyping and then like so the whole process is kind of like back and forth until you find something that really works and then it's kind of the end stages but to answer your question the research part is really like a large chunk of most of the project because it's like you you do initial re so like even the research is broken up into stages too because it's like there's initial research where you just kind of like read up about a bunch of stuff so you can get generally acquainted with whatever you're doing mm -hmm. um but then like the the most i would say the most value comes from when you go to, when you get to the stage in research where you're asking stakeholders um about questions so for example uh, in school we did a project about um we made a hyperbaric chamber for mountain climbers um, which is basically a it's, a, it's a device that simulates a descent when you go down the mountain, because if you, if you're going up a mountain too fast, then, um, it can, it can provide some, some issues. You can get nausea, um, headaches, all that. Um, so, so basically descending off the mountain will alleviate those conditions but then we have a device that basically you go inside the chamber and then it will simulate that dis um that descent by because it's a pressurized tank obviously we knew nothing about that so we spent a lot of weeks uh researching first and uh, because that was a medical device damn near basically we had to like be very specific about things so that we wow. don't kill people you that's know what I mean? why so like um, you have to wow. first go really deep onto like the technical aspects, but then we spent a long time like speaking with other professionals that are in that field as well. So like people who are in inflatables, people who are in uh, pressurized systems. We talked to uh, doctors. We talked to um, uh, like scientists, and like basically got as much knowledge as possible from like the professionals, and they're called stakeholders. Um, and then we use that in our concepts to say, and then we, we come up with a list of like things that are non-negotiable, like these have to be in the design or else like things are going to mm. be wrong. And then you also have a different list of things that is like, okay, what do we want to innovate? Or like, these are the things that we would like to improve upon. And then the whole rest of the process is kind of trying to combine those things into something that would work based on the specifications you have. So... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Right. That's actually insane. That's I didn't yeah. know you were doing all that. Oh yeah. Bear, no, no. Bear, bear, bear. Oh no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And to be honest, like <laughs> that's funny. To be honest, a big part of like the later stage as well. Um, in terms of like once you have the product and now you're trying to pitch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A big part of the uh, even just like in in the school context of just like doing a presentation on whatever you did a project on is taking very technical information and trying to translate it into for an audience who knows nothing about what you're talking about but then at the same time wow. not translating it too loosely to the point where now it doesn't look like you don't know what you're talking about wow. so like the balance is like very thin well i mean social media is like yeah. using social media yeah 
You guys are able to understand for making it. Yeah, all stupid. Yeah, so stupid with people like this guy's really stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like that. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. Wow. Dude. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. I actually had a teacher who marked us on that, actually. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so y'all remember there was a point, um, we in reality check where Sam was saying that he wants to, um, be known as a creator, like someone who creates because, but now, now that comes full circle. Oh yeah. This moment when man's oh, yeah. created a bear, was it a barometric chamber? Hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Can't even say it with my Jamaican tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's mad yeah that was uh that was what was that the our third year project and that took like eight weeks yeah just yeah just <laughs> oh, yeah it was it was and we disappeared off the face of the earth when we were doing that like while well, you yeah you'd have to bro there was like a room because we have a like um a building just for the design department at my school but then there was a room on the fourth floor i think that was just for our project or like yeah. it was like a room that was um just for like specific things or whatever yeah we hogged that room for just we stored all our stuff in there we were in there day and night we were in there like the security guards would let us in the building because we were the first ones there and then they would kick us out wow because we to stay there so bro that project was <laughs> mad bro Mad. Well, project Matt. Project Matt. That's insane. Congratulations, because yeah. yeah. oh, that yeah. wasn't easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't. That was not easy. It was sick though. So, so many people quit. I remember you telling me. Oh, like in the pro- in the not in the project, but in the uh, the, the process. Course. Yeah, the course. course. Yeah, yeah. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, a couple times we met, <laughs> uh, like leading up to this podcast and in this podcast. Uh, we never asked you about track at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. That's the elephant in the room. What's the what's the goal, the ambition, the plan, the vision? Um, it's a good question. So, I've been training. Um, it's been going well. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> um, no, well, okay. I'll put it like this. I'll, I'll be racing in July. Uh, I have had one race this season. And I ran somewhat similar to how I opened last year. But my goals this year is to really PB. Um, I'm running, I'm going to be running a, uh, maybe a four, a couple fours and um, an eight. Uh, eights here and there. Not eight, eights. More eights than fours. Mm-hmm. But um, um, for the people at home, that's 400 meter and 800 meter. That's facts. Yeah. The lingo, the lingo. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you. Sir. Um, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of until until nationals. So I have like maybe four more races, um, but I'm in a position where I'm. I've been the most consistent training, probably ever. Done. Like I've maybe missed, and I haven't told this to anybody. Hey y'all, look here you go. But um, yeah, I literally have missed maybe a. A cumulative of three days Jeez. this entire season and maybe because that was when i was sick like and i've had pain Joe, don't mind you that that yeah. it's just that the the level of which the environment that i'm in like you either show up or you don't i guess it's yeah. like it's, it's straight like that so 
where my vision is right now is like just staying in that environment as long as I can because I'm facing the the parts of an um, the athlete life where it's like you could walk away, right? Yeah, well, you could, yeah, you could walk away, um, and <clears throat> so many opportunities come up, so many different distractions, everything. But at the end of the day, um, I'm I'm I've told myself that look, <clears throat> I stay in this environment for you know two, three, four, eight. I don't know. However many years the Lord gives me my legs, right? Mm. And I can breathe, then I know I'll get better. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of uh time before we know we can't do anymore. Physically, that's just that happens. It will happen. But for now, I don't feel anywhere close to that. So how can I push myself in a way where I can maximize what I think my body can do? and stay on the course no matter how hard it might be to get there mm. Mm. You know also i need to cut this guy off just to paint all the pictures we went on a trip together and this guy like literally one of the first things out this guy's mouth while we're all out there tr- like planning like the activities like oh this guy's like ah is there a space for me to run i was like vaughn <laughs> <laughs> this guy I had a long run the next day I didn't make sure you know <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, but yeah what what do you think some of really your best event woo woo talk to him we gonna get into this talk one talk to him sheesh talk to him I could blast a 200 right now sheesh <laughs> 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 follow up question <laughs> You answer that one. Well, um, a few years ago, I ran a 22-1. Um, and that was like <laughs> first year out of, um, this, was, this was like first year of university. And I PB'd without any speed training that year because I was running like sixes and eights. Um, so, thank the Lord, I've been able to actually increase my endurance and keep my speed. Mm-hmm. So running a two right now would be like nutty because I don't think I'd ever fall off. Like that's how I feel about a four right now because of my eight hundred training. Damn. Oh, okay, okay. We get flying to just straight spring for you. Yeah, that's crazy. Probably like most potential wise. Yeah, I'm actually like I'm very excited to run a four this year. Like because you're just so like yeah, just to like see. I'm just literally gonna sprint. I just want to see if the wheels fall off, and if they don't, then I'm running fast. So. <laughs> Well, this is a perfect segue to a question I had earlier, actually, because we were talking about mindset and we're also talking about goals and such like that. Um, and this is kind of just an, a, a random thought that I had to like, because we were also talking about experience and like the, the, the importance of like teaching from experience or like going off of experience. Um, what do y'all think about, and this is a question for all three of y'all, what do y'all think about like training for a specific goal versus just training to basically pb or like training to just like beat yourself Mm. versus training for like a specific goal because like i feel like from my personal experience when i was playing basketball in high school there's um there was a year where er, in grade nine uh there's like there was like a team and b team um which is like the the elite team and then like the 
okay mm-hmm. team or whatever so grade eight i made a team grade nine i got cut so then the summer of grade nine i literally trained my ass off mm-hmm. and then the the um the 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 when basketball season started in grade 10 i was like oh the hoops look lower right now you know what i mean i was just like <laughs> like like it was ridiculous like yeah. i was and then my coach was like literally you're the first like you're beating everyone on suicides like i'm like you know what i mean yeah so like that that was my experience of just like trying to like not not really training for a goal necessarily but i was just like pb yeah, like yeah. the whole summer but then the reason i asked this question is because like we were talking about during the season earlier um when you have the season then then i think naturally then you your mind kind of goes to like goals because now you're thinking of like okay we gotta win the next game or like now we gotta we're thinking about playoffs or whatever so like you're thinking of like incremental goals now instead Mm -hmm. of like pbing really um and i do think that like training for goals is important but i was just curious about like that like dynamic i don't know it's a phenomenal question by the way (laughs) yeah uh, you guys, we, like, we yeah. asked the right questions over here. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think the, the older I've gotten, the more I realize how important it is to focus on like the day by day goals rather than the end goal. Mm-hmm. I notice like when you're so hyper focused on the end goal, you're pretty much you're almost like subconsciously telling yourself that you're unhappy until you get that goal. Damn. Like, every day you live in almost like anxiety of whether or not you're going to hit that goal. And Damn. it's like, if you hit it, sure, but then it's almost just like a relief rather than like, oh, hell yeah. But then if you don't get it, it's like, you're miserable the whole way and you're miserable in the end. Damn. If you live day by day and just focus on like winning the day almost, it's like, if you win that day, then it's like, hell yeah, you're, you're pumped every day and you're just like motivated every day. And if you win every day, chances are you'll probably hit that goal at the end anyways. So it's nice to like have that goal as a general direction, but yeah. Uh, Which, uh, damn as a general direction that's a phenomenal way to put it mm-hmm. as a general direction i you hit the nail on the head square square <laughs> on the head square damn. because i was gonna say like um just to add and build to that absolutely like <clears throat> for me the goal is pb mm. Mm. that's like mm. overarching I'm being, and that's the mentality that behind that is I got to be 1% better than I am, which is exactly what you're saying. It's like, instead of focusing, all right, one of my, fr- my good friends, shout out Egidio, um, trade, like we raced against each other, did all like compete against each other since we were like 11. Yeah. But, um, man was saying to me, oh, like asking me questions like, oh, what's, uh, your goal for a truck? And uh, one of the things I mentioned to him was, look, I want to be able, I'm at a point right now where I want to be able to not only sprint in my career and run in my career and have a great career and have a successful career, whatever that might, whatever that is for me, right? I want to be able to leave the sport and be such a force of nature physically, continuing to build on what I've created with physically and in a place where mobility, my my body doesn't hurt when I bend down to pick something up. I can throw my kids around. I can, you know, I can, I can learn how to fight and then my bones aren't like, you know, I don't have osteoporosis. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have kids, got a thing. 
show your kids how it's done exactly nice. i want to be i want to be able to live a life where i'm still an athlete for the rest of my life <laughs> mike tyson so that's that's what it, that's where my mind's at and then you know if we can accelerate that by being around people and being around you guys who are taking upon yourselves to you know do your research and and teach from a place of great intention but also knowledge and wisdom and experience then <clears throat> sky is the limit right like well sky is just a starting point really yeah right so at that level like who's gonna stop you that Dude. line is <laughs> <It's> yourself, really. <laughs> that line was crazy sky is the starting point get out of it <laughs> 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 that's crazy that's great so oh my do you, have, do you have the olympics in your mind is that something you think about yeah it's just like that it's kind of <laughs> 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 oh um yeah yeah it is it is i love a bit about it so i well about the Olympics or it being on my mind? <laughs> um, well, it's it's coming up. That's for sure. Mm. Right? And so time time is one of those things where I'm looking at this season as putting myself in a position to strike for next season. And so if I can do that, um, that's kind of what I'm focused on in terms of a goal. Um, and that means... I know the times I'm capable of running. Mm. And right now, a lot of what people have seen is me trying to refine something that I know will turn into gold. But I just have to keep going. Mm. And it's, it's up to me to believe that. Um, and so I'm just doing the work. And if the times don't necessarily fall the way I want them, it's also knowing that like I know... I like I know right so like putting that all in together execution wise you know on the day those are key pieces um running and training at a, at a level where um I'm, I'm seeing where I can increase those little small gaps um at the end of the day 2024 is a year where I'm like it's it's sort of locked in like from end of this season going into off season it's just like all right let's build this out like I never was expecting to like do a race and I even skipped indoor season this year. Right. And so, yeah. 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 I trained straight through it. Um, and it's one of the best decisions I think I've made so far in terms of training. Um, one, so. one championship and got the hell out of there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man said I retired while I was up. <laughs> yeah. So That's I mean, crazy. um, I I might I might go back to 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 youth sport potentially, which might not be what a lot of people want to hear, or maybe some people want to hear, but um for some people they really want to hear that. I gotta see some friends. I gotta you know, youth sport is one of those things where like people don't realize in the sport of track that we really bond like that like we see yeah. each other you know at nationals we see each other at provincials we see each other but these meets growing up we kind of take them for granted in a sense of like now we might not see somebody or somebody in the group isn't around or they're not in a sport anymore and it's just mm. like completely different 
it's um, crazy. So just even the social aspect, um, I think I'll tap in at some point. But for now, I'm just kind of like trying to get better um, off the track. I'm really obviously with Sam and how how we met. Going back to that, it was a lot of lot similar to what you guys how you guys thought of and, and kind of came together. You know, we were talking and then uh, we're just like sharing what we thought would be a vision that we'd like to see and it was like same <laughs> and yeah and then so we, we kept going and it's been a it's everything so far i mean um has for more more often than not it's like we're already there mm. already thinking about those things um and then the timing of where we get to positions at has been so scarily phenomenally like on time um for the progressions that we've taken throughout um you know our friendship our partnership and ultimately reality check as has been a a production of that but we didn't even think this was gonna happen bro like we've known each other since we were kids like yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were like naughty we grew we grew up like you know when we met as kids and then we grew up separately and it's always crazy how you know, we know we're sitting beside each other. You know, almost like a year into doing this, and um, in a position where we're talking to you guys, who's mm. going to be providing so much value to other people. Like it's just like one without the other, chicken or the egg. Which one comes first, right? Yeah, crazy, it's like crazy. You know? That that always like baffles me, to be honest. Yeah, because I was like, like I don't even I can't remember when we started just reconnecting. Because mm-hmm. it just happened randomly. And then, because everyone who knows me knows that, like, I've been wanting to start a podcast f- from time, like, from time. Yeah. But then it just, there's a lot of logistics that weren't lining up, or, like, I was just trying to find, like, the right person to do it with. Because I feel like a lot of people just, like, aren't, like, and can I say too? Thinking like that, yeah. Our story in that sense is the same. Like, we both had opportunities to do podcasts, and just, like, either just never worked out. So, like, same thing. Go ahead. I just yeah, to put that in. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, as he said, like, um, I think, I can't remember when it was, but, like, just one day we were talking about, oh, like, like I was trying to start a podcast or whatever, and then he's like, same. And I was like, oh, what? And then, like, da, da, da. and then I was like, oh, like, like, I was trying to start one, but, like, I just never, like, had somebody, like, that was, like, the the way that they think is, like, questions and like philosophical kind of and then like literally as i said that i was like wait (laughs) yeah literally literally. it was literally like that yeah yeah but i have a question for y'all though that um i didn't ask earlier more on because my i love asking questions like like specifically like logistics questions so like for you were talking earlier about how you really are inspired by people who um, just give value for free, basically. Um, but then, like, I'm sure that the 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 fear behind why so many other people like gatekeep secrets and stuff is because they they think that they need something to be able to sell. So obviously, they're gonna hold their secrets so that you can go buy whatever it is, and then and then the information is in there. So, like, logistically speaking. What is your guys set up in terms of like, cause you have, you have, um, packages that you sell to clients or whatever. Um, so like logistically speaking, like what's kind of like the, I don't know if you want to call it a ratio, but like, how, how do you set it up in terms of like on social, how much you give away for free 
or like if you just like completely fr freely give information and then what's included in the paid stuff okay yeah. i i really like that question yeah. and I, I don't know it's it's tough it's not like like track is such an interesting sport that way or speed development in general is such an interesting topic where like there's no secret sauce there's no secret formula kind of thing it's really people diving into the weeds of it understanding it more and then being able to communicate that in a way and program in a way that you can get more athletes mm. so i mean it's super polarizing too on social media where you'll see like little things that are partial truths or people jumping conclusions or like little bits and pieces where i don't know you can almost give everything away and you still need that really good coach to walk you through it and piece all of that together for you so I honestly think we just provide as much value as we possibly can. And it's never going to be a point where you put up too much and you're like, oh, I can grab this and I can run with it. And then, mm. no, I don't. Like, you always need someone, a really good coach who really understands the sport to dispel misconceptions or walk you through it or build your plan or go into the nuances of your specific sport or your situation. And yeah, I don't know. There's just so much to it that I don't think you can give out too much value. Yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. Anyway. And uh, like obviously, because we we have we haven't been making videos for long enough. Like we've only been doing this for so much time. It's like you'll find some stuff in our training that isn't on social media yet. Mm. Like give us a year or whatever year or two, and it's like everything you see in our paid stuff will be on our social media for free. It's just like uh, as far as like how to structure your workouts, like how to do a certain workout, how to do a certain exercise, like what exercise, mm. whatever. So like hypothetically, like two years from now, you go on our paid program and nothing would surprise if you follow our Instagram, nothing yeah. would surprise you. It's just like, essentially all you're paying for really is convenience. You don't have to go through our Instagram page and think, oh, he said this in this video, this in this video, I'm going to put these together. Um, and in the paid stuff, it, or on Instagram, you only have like 60 seconds to make a video. You don't get so much across. Whereas right. the paid stuff, it's like demos of us doing videos. We explain it thoroughly. Mm. We exercise notes. We have everything structured for you. So it's like you look at the workout, you do it, yeah. you don't have to think. You just watch the video, re-outdo it. And so it's like you get a little bit more of that in the paid program just because of like, again, you only have 60 seconds on Instagram. But really, all you're paying for is the organization and the implementation. Yeah. And there's that individuality piece of it, too, yeah. right? I mean, like, we'll do weekly calls, we'll do technical breakdowns, we'll see what you need specifically, or we'll tailor your program to your specific, I, I don't know, your workplace, your lifestyle factors. Like, if you work a manual labor job and you're still trying to progress in your sport. Right. Mm. Uh, a goal differently than someone has all the time in the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. You guys are... Uh, dude, I love it. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I think I think a lot of I think I think the scope that you guys are in is very vast. Um, well, the target market is there, bro. It's there. The the, the need is there, bro. And and the people that are watching the people that are watching this are like, yo, I need I need to get locked in. So if you're thinking, all right, man, am I, you know, I, I need to get faster. That's the I need to be able to catch whether it's in rugby, you know, um, being able to get up and go. That acceleration needs to be fast, right? Being tough, can't we can't be trucking people if you ain't got an extra bit of uh, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So if you're looking for that for football, whatever sport it is, basketball, 
these are guys um because what you guys are actually doing is is i think is going to be like the next big thing in terms of sport teams and incorporating this type of expertise yeah bro into the program because this the program is the last thing it, it is the literally the last barrier to actually changing our sport world forever. Bro, you know what they're doing, bro? They're trying to get everyone like Tyreek Hill, bro. Oh, they're trying to get everyone like Tyreek. Bro, we're gonna bro. be old. No, we're gonna be bro. old and be like, oh, remember when when nobody knew the secret sauce and everyone's every, man, mankind is just sprinting to the grocery store. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 332 to the grocery store. That's insane. <laughs> 332 to the grocery store is crazy. Bro, carrying all the bags indoors with the one trip. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, like, I, I, I rate it. I rate it. Um, yeah, fire, 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 fire. I, uh, I, know, I know how tough it is to, um, you know, put structure to something that's structureless like to in, in order what to what you guys actually did i'm very 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 um happy and i'm very um it gives me a lot of joy and hope for the next generation especially coming out of saskatchewan because that's where you guys are based right yeah right and you know how little is in saskatchewan too so it's like you want to help out people who don't have a lot of access to stuff either right and it's like you get you get so much in the states, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like sports goes, yeah, yeah. That's um, actually, I'm. I'll be working with um, or do you know the club uh, RWC? Oh, does that sound familiar? In oh. running, running wild club. Yeah. Okay. I'll in Saskatoon. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So. Um, I might be doing some clinics where with, with the children via, um, you know, over virtual mediums. And I think the ages are, it's pretty wide, like nine to 55 or something like that. So, so potentially I could have you guys as guests or like you send in something where I could show. Cause fallen nation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause. I mean, some of some of the videos that we're planning is, um, for example, it would be with not like no equipment because some of these families don't have the equipment, right? So it could be you know a bag of rice or whatever it is um, for like med ball overhead, whatever it is, right? We can make a um, is a program that I have that I can share with you guys, and then we can like refine it for like a larger audience like that. Um, but yeah, if you guys are up for that. Yeah, where is he was posted? All right, we'll do. Right. We'll do. Right. You had air first, bro. This is a phenomenal <laughs> conversation, bro. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us on. This is actually this is actually a blast. Yes, yes bro. Really of part it. two? Question mark. Part two has to run. Part two has to run. Okay, last question. I gotta ask this question. Mm. People want to know. Mm. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> But um, how? Okay, so Heidi is your sister, right, Jonah? Oh no! Who's that? Yeah, but the people do want to know. Oh, people do want to know. This? What is this? People want to know. know. What is this? <laughs> my, my sister is Heidi. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and what's your girlfriend's name there, Dawson? <laughs> His, your, That's no, crazy. So so respectfully, how I know I know hey hey also these men are best friends, eh? Relax. Relax. Respectfully, bro. It ain't even like that. And anyone Hey, hey, I was I had to let him cook a little bit, but I'll give them the context. Don't worry. You know. But um how how do you guys handle that dynamic now being business partners together? And um, what's that di- dynamic like? I know Brandon, you know you're a, you're a family man's, um, and Dawson, you you guys have been like rocking friends and and pretty much family for like years. I've never seen you guys go without each other on the track ever. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know um, so what's that like for you guys? You could probably say more, but it's probably in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. I, like. At first, it obviously, yeah, it was a, it was a transition. I mean, it was a, little, a lot of pressure. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like not much changed at all, really. Yeah. And, like fitted with their family super well. Obviously, like a better relationship with like his extended family or Kalen. Yeah, like his cousins, people like that. Like, I don't know. It's almost feel like part of the fam in a way. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know, you see, like, that situation, everyone asks, and everyone's like, oh my god, is that, how is that even possible? How did you make that work? But, like, really, it didn't change much initially, and this hasn't been anything too crazy, yeah. honestly. No, because I never get in the middle. I mean, I, don't, I never really know what's going on, but I actually get in the middle. I can just, like, treat you like you're my buddy, treat you like my sister, and just, like, right right bro, to be honest that's how it should that's how bro, it should but be, in bro. this dynamic yeah to, i realized that like especially when we're talking about guys like got when when people get all ah like i can't believe like whatever uh-huh. is when you it's because you know how your friends are so right. it's like nah i'm not gonna let you right you know what i mean right, they, right, you know what i mean right. so like if 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 your friend is somebody who you're like no no like you're actually a good person then is you, you can yeah, rock you know what like, i mean like, <laughs> yeah 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 because <laughs> i know a lot of people who yeah, are that's like valid. their that's friends valid. That's valid, are like yeah. their friends or, or, or whatever but then they all get up to like shenanigans shenanigans yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah so like if you try and date my sister it's like no bro yeah no yeah well shoot <laughs> that, was a, that was a that was a banger bro you had that since the start of the video too i did bro i did i did i did <laughs> <laughs> nah, i had to i had to i had to make you guys get warm real quick <laughs> <laughs> no but now the people know and, and i know i know it's Might all have to put that in the beginning of the video <laughs> not to give it to them oh man i uh no i, I really am thank- thankful and grateful for you guys for what you're doing um and yeah to end a little like that you know what i mean but um yeah find them late there the stuff is in the description on the screen you know what's good you know what's good go support if you want to run faster, just be fit. Just sucks.
Facts. You know, they know what they're talking about, right? I'm about to be a testimonial soon because I'm about to be windmilling, bro. Facts. Facts. Hey, I got some hey, new look. spikes I want to talk to y'all about. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, thank you guys so much. Um, I know that you guys keep it real classy and appreciate you guys for keeping it that way over here because we're family and uh, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you. I, I learned so much about Sam today, actually. I was like, this man is Iron Man for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great compliment. I got that. No, that touched my soul. Yes, yeah, no. yes. Iron Man. I bro. didn't know you were moving nah. like that, bro. Nah, like, Iron Man is a great cut. That's crazy. Anyways, we rock with you. Um, uh, anytime, reach out. We can do a, another part two. Uh, maybe after July, everything calm down and everything. But. Um, yeah, anything you guys want to say before we before we do our the outro and that? Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you. That was sick. You guys are good at this. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> bro, that's a plus compliment. That's so crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you're going to Nashville, right? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll, I'll see you there. All right, blast. That's, that's crazy. Blast, that's blast. crazy. <laughs> I'll see you there, fam. Um, mm. And thank you guys. I... I you guys are great at this too. I didn't. I didn't realize how um, in depth you guys have thought this out. Obviously, we just like talked about what you guys did really briefly, um, and everything we do here, we just want it to be real. We want it to be real. So, um, just even this connection that you guys are watching is, um, mm-hmm. we're kind of like I'm in a position where I'm like I'm really proud of you guys. You guys are really doing well. You guys know your stuff. I really, really wish you nothing but the absolute best. In terms of you know the potential clientele you can possibly impact um the people that you can meet to actually you know further that journey um mm. but yeah i'm excited to even work with you guys on the running wild club front and working more with the indigenous community there and and um so hey man it's, as we said the sky is just a starting point and uh yeah, if you keep us posted on that we'll be we'll be ready for it all right all right bless you Another one is down in the books with Tell Dawson them. and Jonah Browning. Uh, subscribe, whatever you're listening to, what time, whenever it is that you're watching on the video, mm, or you're listening in mm, your car, whatever it is. Tell them. Um, thank you for joining us on this journey. Mm. On Reality Check, we get the... Ch- Peace.